Coach's Corner with Coach Heck and the infamous Coach Patrick King. You're stuck with me, man. I'm stuck. You are stuck with me. I ain't going anywhere. Um, there's a lot of people that are jealous of me for sitting here, and there's some people that, that there's a little sympathy going on at the same time. There's more people that are sympathetic to you. I'm just saying that much right now. As a matter of fact, if I needed a vasectomy, I might get one this weekend. Oh, I forgot those commercials. But I don't even need a vasectomy. And just remember what Ron Heklinski said today. And you ain't that good. The scouting report said you were pretty good. You ain't that good. Oh, man. Are you kidding me? Well, the favorite, most favorite part of my day is those 30 seconds. Those 30 man. seconds, you like that, huh? No, that's when we banter. <laughs> yeah. We banter back and forth, man. It's accumulation of it, yep. Yeah, welcome uh, our listeners, our, our loyal people that, that tune in to us through um our youtube youtube our broadcastsport.net our instagram facebook our live. facebook live our whatever it is <laughs> thanks for tuning in man because um we're just a couple old ball coaches yeah, man we luckily we've got some people that know more technology than we do well and we're just you know i mean we just chatted up a little bit we share our opinion on on some stuff we make we make fools out of ourselves a lot of yeah. times here yeah and you think our technology involves uh be, back in the day we could load a 16 millimeter camera with a game film yes we, I, we I couldn't could, we could copy tapes from vcr to vcr i could do that back in the day and we could so we could break down tapes cut them up yeah from vcr to vcr like like if i was doing a personnel tape on on a kid i could write the numbers down on the vcr which might be 1157 would be this clip and then i'd go through and write all his clip numbers down and then go all the way back and And fast forward to those clips have a second recorder it's crazy man things we went through i know well welcome everybody we are at bar louis (laughs) On a freezing rain, cold night, we've got about, oh, at least a foot of snow left over from the weekend, and tonight's going to be interesting up here. I know a lot of the schools are already closed for tomorrow. We're sitting here looking out the window. There goes a second fire truck someplace down Cleveland Road, so something's going on, and we're Bless hoping you. that maybe the weather, we're hoping that maybe the weather will uh, cooperate and get us get us home here in, in two hours, but uh Bar Louis, you know, been hosting us, been a great place to be. We've got all, all of our other sponsors to, to thank, and we're here again. We're Tonight we're going to talk uh, football, we're going to talk some college basketball, and we're going to talk some high school basketball as well if we have a chance. Yeah, and, and hopefully we're going to uh, get a couple callers, maybe Jimmy Shannon, maybe Pete Smith uh, checking in, maybe the great uh, Joey Bradburn, who's the head coach of Mount Vernon, trying to get him online uh, checking in. But before we start, let me – let me first talk about one of our main sponsors, Tony Letcher at Health Markets. Uh, thanks to Tony Letcher with Health Markets Insurance. Whether you need help with your health insurance or Medicare, it's time you get the right coverage for the right price. Call Tony at 574-307-8882. And there you see him on your screen. He is a John Adams 1995 graduate. He is, and I need to get with him and figure out uh, – 
how what I need to do for insurance for my wife if she wants to uh, if she wants to retire at 62. We need some of that gap insurance to uh, figure out you know what we can do for insurance between ages 62 and 65. So I probably need to get with him and other people. That's something you could talk with him as well. Yeah, and I so I'm on gonna my make th- it over there, heck. I'm on my third antibiotic, man. <laughs> I'm on my third. I mean, seriously, I was on Tamiflu. I was on one 10 days ago. Now I'm on another one today. And believe it or not, um, it has gotten better. I've been able to sleep a little bit. But every now and then, the mucus, the phlegm. I, yeah, I'm risking life and limb slides, here sitting next no, to him, by the way, in, in several different directions. Well, here, let me throw one out for you. Uh, tomorrow morning, I get to start uh, my chemotherapy for my face. This time next week, I may be have a purple face, not a blue face, but you people that have had deal with all the skin stuff, they said I got too many spots on my face to freeze them, so I get to do that. It was either the blue light or the cream, and I'm going to try the chemo cream. So it, it takes uh, me ten s- days. Wait a minute, you scared me for a minute when you said chemo. Well, it's it's got it's a chemo treatment for uh, pre. Precancerous. Are you going to lose your hair or anything like no, that? No, I'm going to cut. It. I got a barber. I'm going to the barber tomorrow. I'm going to get it cut as short as I can. I don't even but, go anymore. My shit just falls yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, my 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 lettuce just falls oh, off. And you know what? And think about people. That is a that's a moment. If Heck doesn't have his hair, you think about the last years, all that hair back here in the back. <laughs> <laughs> the the mullet the mullet the mullet ain't a mullet it's it's what, what it's more of a mullet it's moss let's just call it moss but anyway I hate to do this commercial when you just start telling me you're oh, on chemotherapy no, I'm but good it's, it's I hate it's, to do it's the a chemotherapy Han funeral homes Han funeral yeah. home the loss of a loved one can leave you with lots of unanswered questions and stress at Han funeral homes Mishawaka we're here to help our focus has always been on the families that we serve. Please get a hold of the great people at Han Funeral Home at 574-255-1474. And any, anything, any questions that you have, they are just wonderful, wonderful people, and uh, they will answer anything that you have. So those are those are two huge commercials or, or, or two huge sponsorships that we have. Exactly. Along with, Along with all with, of with the several others. Other, Bar Louie here. We might as well let Pete talk with it, talk football with us. Man. Yeah. yeah, put him in here, Scott. Right. We got, hey, we got, before I got before I do, oh, yeah. uh, before I do, email us indcoachscorner@gmail.com. Leave a comment in the YouTube chat, um, or text us. Just text. Don't call us. Uh, the one phone that we normally use for the uh, for the hotline is currently being used as the camera. The camera. <laughs> so, text yeah, us two one four nine four five four one three four. We are a high class place here. And no, we are. Is. Not, no, no, Bar Louis is a high class place. It's, it's just the way we run things. And Pete, Pete's going to get an education here on how well, not no, to do things. I'm going to say this, Pete, and, and you know this. <laughs> I've got friends in low places, man. Right? <laughs> you do. Can you hear me? Oh, man. You sound awesome, man. Well, it's, it's not, not my first uh, rodeo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I, no, I know. I mean, in in the Indianapolis area and around the state of Indiana, the number of games that you're calling is is phenomenal. And obviously, obviously, you're like us, man. We've been doing this our whole life, right? And so, just because they put a headset on you, it's nothing because you're talking hoops. Yeah, but you you've had more experience because even when you were coaching, I used to be on your show in Anderson and had a lot of fun talking with you. Good to see you yeah. guys. It's great to see you guys uh, still talking hoops, even though you're 
semi-retired from the game, but you're never retired. You know that. Yeah, no, I, and I think I think that's a I think that's a, a great and a valid point to make. So you know we're going to start off talking some uh, football here for for a few minutes here, uh, Pete. And I, I mean, obviously, I mean you're a sports guy, whether it's football, baseball, basketball. You know the Chiefs and the Bills, hell, was, hell of a game, right? That, that was a big. I guess Pete, are are you on a are you on a time schedule? I know you just ran in from from a meeting. I, I do you good, need, I'm do you need to be anywhere? Oh, perfect. Well, yeah. this will work. This will work great then. Yeah, at about seven thirty, we're going to start talking high high school basketball, and um, so I mean, I mean, the Chiefs and the Bills game. Well, I mean, what a game, twenty-seven to twenty-four. And you talk about Patrick Mahomes now. He he's been in, so he's been in the league six years. Right. He's been in six conference championship games. Now, now I don't know. I mean, I don't know going down the pike will his career mirror Tom Brady's because that's just an unbelievable career, the number of championships. But Patrick Mahomes is an unbelievable quarterback, right? He he sure is. And, you know, one of the things I thought was interesting was they hid the people that had been having issues. For example, the wide receivers. The wide receivers have been getting picked on all season about can't catch the ball. Well, they didn't throw the ball to him very often. They threw the ball to Kelsey, and Kelsey decided to have a game. Yeah, and, and their defense stepped up. And well, you, know, and you know, they did. They it was back and forth, back and forth. But they answered the bell every time Buffalo scored. They came back and they figured out a way to score. So, so why wouldn't Travis Kelsey have a game? I mean, he's. I mean, not only is he amazing. He's got he's got Miss America or everybody's darling yeah. in the sweet cheering for him, right, Pete? Yeah, but why why do they let him get the ball so easy? They missed him on the one touchdown pass. I mean, you guys game plan a lot in the sports that you coach, particularly basketball, and a lot of times, like Purdue's finding out, teams aren't going to let Edie beat you. And to your point, Pat, coach, um, you know, in the yeah. middle of the year, I'm a Chiefs fan, the closet Chiefs fan, because. I enjoy watching them play. I like what they try to do. And their receivers were dropping balls or they're yes. lining up off sides. <laughs> the one <laughs> right. I, mean, I, I remember that. So I mean they didn't really try to take Kelsey out of the game. That just kind of surprised me for for as as high a level coaching as they have. But yeah, no, so so I think going into that game, exactly what you're talking about. I mean, they put the best corner, they put the best safety on player A, player B. I, I would push. I mean, I would put the best pass defender, and I don't care who it is, on Travis Kelsey, right? Well, and and as an old quarterback, one of the things I thought they did a great job of was put hiding him and moving him around in different sets, and whether it was motion with somebody else, they were showing motion to see what coverage that the other team might be in, see who was covering who, and a lot of it, just like basketball, it was about matchups, Pete. Yeah, you know, they, 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 they got him and they got him in bad matchups or good matchups for themselves, bad matchups for Buffalo. And, you know, he's going to go across the middle. He's not going, you know, he's not going out to the edges. And, uh, but the, I think he just got some bad matchups on coverages and got himself open. Yeah. They were in trips on the touchdown pass. And obviously that means two guys have to communicate as to how that's going to happen. And, and they just, neither one communicated on when he made the cut to the end zone and they both flared out and, you know, credit Kansas city. They, they were, they were ready for anything the bills threw at them. Yeah. And, 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 and so you talk about communication, 
I mean, trips is 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 the same thing of, of setting a double screen in basketball or setting <laughs> screens in basketball where you're going to talk them out and you're going to switch them, right? Right. You're going to switch that. Um, and, and we look at it, and it's so simple. We think it's so simple because two guys come together. Mm-hmm. We ain't fighting it anymore. I mean, talk it out it's, and switch it. You got to switch it. And that's why the, 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 the subtle picks that they're setting, the – they call them rubs. And yeah, they're not subtle, and they're not picks. No, well, and they showed one of them where the guy actually went around behind, like he trailed the guy, like in basketball, he went around behind. He went second man over the screen, yeah. so to speak. And what and would the shooter that, do? He, he, they, they didn't step out and head. Yeah, and what the shooter would do would step backwards step back and, and take the J over the yeah. screen. Well, that's basically what they were doing. They were using basketball pick and roll, pick and pops to get people open. Yeah, I, and and I think and I think Buffalo Josh Allen is is a is a great QB also twenty six for thirty nine, hundred eighty six yards. He brings that other element to the game of being able to run the ball and run the ball uh, in, in 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 very specific situations. But the kicker, man, Tyler Bass, you can't you got you got to make that forty four yard kick. That ball went right in a hurry. There must have been a lot of wind. He he would have had to aim at the left upright, maybe left of the left upright to get that thing in because it. That wind took that thing, which way am I pointing? Right to left, left to right, whichever way it was. Yeah, and so now now the Chiefs will travel to Baltimore, and, man, do I like the Ravens. I, I, think, John, I think John Harbaugh is a great coach, and I, I, think, I think he's a great communicator. His players love him. I don't think there's, I don't think there's any of that, that negative stuff towards him through either fan bases or anything like it is against his brother, Jim. I know. And, you know, the one thing they did, Pete, was against Houston, they jumped on Houston early and s- stepped on their throat and, and didn't let go. Yeah, I think the week off they had with the bye week really had them extremely well-prepared, rested up. And I tell you, Jackson, he, he's just grown into such a great leader. He was a guy that didn't want to be a leader a few years ago, and now he really gets it. And they respond to him. They respond to Harbaugh and that coaching staff. And having the home field makes a huge difference. Yes, it does. Now, Lamar Jackson, 16 for 22, 152 yards, two TDs, but more importantly, 11 rushes for 100 yards. So so all of us, all of us hometown Chicago Bear fans, Pete, we, we have this great, this great vision this great image here we go could this be justin fields i mean why couldn't justin fields be lamar jackson Uh, and 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 that's and that's our hope why do the bears have to entertain drafting another quarterback like like caleb williams and make the trades and get a hundred picks like like supposedly they could get right you you give me a give me a week to find out matt eberflus lives lived about seven houses down from where i live before he went to the bears he's a he lived at Westfield, where I live now. And um, from that standpoint, we're hoping Richardson is going to be that way for the Colts because he's got that same kind of triple threat type of position. I, you know, I, I agree. I don't know why they're thinking about doing that when they can get so much more and just let maybe Fields will stay healthy. That's and we're all worried about Richardson down here in Indianapolis getting hurt a lot because he doesn't really know when to stop. You know, he got hurt on the one play this year because he let up and start doing a touchdown celebration or he would have played a lot more games this year. So yeah, so it's the same way with you Bears fans. And I grew up growing up in Rochester, Indiana. I know, I know I you were. I know, oh. know Gail Sayers. I know Walter Payton. I know. 
I know. Pete, but, we made it, we made it five minutes, Pete, before we get this thing on the Bears. I, but, I was really happy. But here's but here's the main question here. Okay, okay, here's the question. When I watch Jordan Love, when I watch Jared Goff, when I even watch Kirk Cousins, I always ask. I, I mean, I ask myself, can Justin Fields make those throws that Jordan Love makes? And I always come away saying, no, no. I mean, I don't think. I don't think he can make those plays. Now, can Caleb Williams make those plays? Probably. So yeah. I just I think there's a tremendous dichotomy there of how of how that scenario gets gets issued. You got to remember, Jordan Love had a few years as pretty good understudy to learn how to make those plays and how to throw off his back foot. Now he looks yeah. he looks so similar to Rodgers, particularly yes. in their win in their first round game. My gosh, he was he looks so much like him and. You know, Justin Fields hasn't had much opportunity to be an understudy. He was thrown right into the fire. Yeah, two, yeah no, I, 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 and I can't agree with you more. I mean, Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, those and those guys sit back and they watch Hall of Famers do their thing. Well, and who who are the Bears bringing in? They're bringing in the Seattle Seahawks offensive coordinator. I read that today. Yeah, well, yeah, Shane Walden. Um, he resurrected, he resurrected Geno Smith. You know what I say? <laughs> who cares? I don't care. You Geno, who? Oh. My neighbor in South Bend was Geno Benicki. <laughs> he resurrected Geno Benicki oh, or Geno Smith. Gino, Come on. I think, I think the bears just need to keep, keep, keep their quarterback, keep their quarterback and get us, get their, spend that money on the supporting staff. No, you know, I, I get, get them some linemen. Oh man. Get no, some wide receivers, spend the money that way on five or six other people instead of going out and get another. Yeah, no, those, those trades they're talking about are incredible. And um, I mean, it sets them up again next year to have two or three, the first round picks again. Right. And so I think, I, I mean, that's the big question. So, so Kansas City goes to Baltimore, right? I mean, who you got in that game? Oh, I'm not even thought. I haven't thought that far yet. Well, I know who Pete has. Pete has Kansas City. No, right? I have Baltimore. I really think Baltimore is really They're clicking right now. I, I would, if if I was a betting man, I would bet on Baltimore at home. The the rabid fans they have, and I know Buffalo had rabid fans, but but they were missing a lot of players last night. That defense. Yeah. was really struggling last night, and then they kept getting injured even more. So uh, I, I got the ball for, for that game on, on Saturday. All right, so so if we don't get the job done, I'm going to bite your kneecaps off. <laughs> oh, stop. I'm biting your kneecaps, says the great Dan Campbell. Oh. But here's the deal. A lot of coaches talk some shit, right? But Dan Campbell backs it up. And I, I love what he's done at Detroit. I love what he's done at Detroit, and you know they, they make that trade for Matt Stafford. They bring in Jared Goff. Right. Everybody says Jared Goff is done. He ain't done. He he, he throws. A, I mean, if Jared Goff gets time, he's thirty for forty three, two hundred eighty seven yards, two TDs. Uh, Jameer Gibbs. I think Detroit is playing as well as any team right. in the playoffs right well, now. Well, and and Jared Goff is not one of these star names that comes in and can throw it all over the yard. He's more of a, I would call a field general, a facilitator type quarterback that gets everybody involved, and you know he he's the team quarterback, so to speak. Well, he's got him, he's got great time. I mean, he's Sam got, he's got is a he, great he has people head. around him. People, you know. I mean, St. John, St. John. Yeah, unless you're a, a unless receiver. you're a, a Lions fan, they're 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 no names to the, to most people. 
So, uh, but you're right. The Lions are playing really well. And the, the problem is they've got to go to San Francisco. Yeah. And so people, and so people, I don't know, the last six years, maybe, I mean, people have always wanted to bury Baker Mayfield. They've always wanted <laughs> to bury him, man. He can't do this. He can't do that. I mean, he, he goes 26 for 41 for 349. Now, I know, I know Detroit's secondary stinks. I understand that. But I, I like, I, I just kind of like what Baker Mayfield brings to the game. He just wins. And the toughness, right? He just wins. And, you know, I still will say that I think most of the things that were said about Baker Mayfield is media created. It's, it's somebody looking for a story for the well, last he, five or six he was, years. He was in the commercials for 100 years himself. So, he, yeah, he so, kind of created that. What's your thought on, on Baker, Pete? I, I love him. He The two picks got him in trouble yesterday. He threw two yeah. picks, and, and you just can't turn the ball over in the playoffs. Sometimes you get away with it in the regular season, but in the playoffs, they just really multiply. But I, I like him. I've always liked him. I, the poor guy had to live in the football stadium for a year there in Cleveland. I, I, I used to love those commercials. Hey, honey, lock the room. Lock yeah. the door, honey. And he's sitting in the 90th row. I, <laughs> I, I love those I love those commercials. But, and then, but one of the things I was going to mention, too, you, know, you look at the statistics on the Green Bay game. Green Bay did everything but win that game out at San Francisco the other day. Statistically, if you wouldn't have seen the scoreboard, you would have thought they won the game because they did everything but win. Problem was they couldn't finish the game. Yeah, and and, and I mean, you're talking about the 49ers, man. The 49ers are, are, are just a great football organization. I mean, Shanahan just does a great job. They draft well. They, I mean, they needed a running back, so they don't go out and get some buster. They go out and get Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, who's, two, two who's turnovers, though, heck. Again, yeah. same way. Jordan well, no, 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 I agree. I mean, I, I mean, two, two, two classes, two interceptions. Well, and yeah. a lot of that was second half, wasn't it, Pete? They, in the first half, they were trading scores, and then I, I saw uh, something go up on the screen where Green Bay's, like, last four possessions were interception, punt, um, punt interception. Yeah, you can't do that in the playoffs. And yeah, yeah the, the two picks got got caught up to them, but boy, they were way ahead of schedule this year. You know, they overall yes. they had the youngest team in the league, and right, and they 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 really turned around at the end of the year. They have their receiving core is great. So so everybody says so. So everybody says we got to get this quarterback receivers. We got to get this quarterback receivers. They got fifth round picks. They got a, a second round pick, Christian. Uh, I mean, I mean, the, the great athletic guy. They got guys you've never heard of, Bo Melton. But they just practice. They they get chemistry. And Mike Lafleur is a great coach. Matt Lafleur, Mike's his twin yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, Lafleur is a great coach. <laughs> Last, last week we had Steve Montana playing in the cotton seventy-seven Cotton Bowl. <laughs> great, no, no, Lafleur's a great coach. Would you agree? Oh, I think he does a great job. I, yeah, I, McCarthy's the one I can't figure out how he still got a job, but that's just me. Yeah. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. Yeah. You guys have talked about that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, but 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 it's it's history because Jerry Jones stays with coaches. I mean. Jason Garrett was a coach there for nine years or 10 years. And he, he stays with guys longer than, than what he probably should stay with them. Yeah. Pete, two weeks ago, I was down in Dallas for a Jimmy King thing. They dedicated the gym to, for Jimmy King. That. And, yeah. uh, I heard that's all, you know, after the game, we went out for, 
for a snack and everything. Didn't hear a thing about Jimmy. All they wanted to talk about was the Cowboys and Jimmy Johnson. The curse is over. We're going, we're going to the Super Bowl. That's all I heard. And then that. So how about them Cowboys, man? How about them Cowboys? Yeah, but Jimmy Johnson and those boys, I mean, those guys were great. Jimmy Johnson and those guys were freaking great, man. Troy Aikman, they were great. (laughs) Yes, they were. (laughs) Oh, I loved them, man. I loved them. I loved them. So, so so now you got the Lions going to San Francisco. That's that. And that's the late game. And obviously you got San Francisco, right, Pete? I'm sorry. Say again. I said, obviously you got San Francisco, right? Um, is Debo, what did they say about Debo Sam Samuels today? Cause they he's were a, not very good when Debo got hurt. Yeah. He's a 50, 50 right now on Monday. So we'll see. Yeah. Of course, that's, that's a coach talking too. That's not the doctor talking. Yeah. He is, he is such a concern for the defense. If he's not in the lineup, they're completely different because he can run the ball. He can catch the ball. Hey, he's a total wide receiver player. And, but, but if, if he is healthy, I think you got to go with the 49ers. I, I appreciate the year the Lions have had. That's hard for you to say, heck, I know being a Bears fan, but. Um, no, 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 I do too. I do too. <laughs> and and who, made, who made the last interception there for the Lions? Who saved the game? It wasn't Kendall Vildor, was it? Derek Barnes from Purdue. Oh, yeah. Derek Barnes, 55, the linebacker. Yeah, Derek Barnes. So you That's got two guys, stud defensive players in these championship games. You got Karlofkas over at uh, Kansas City, who's. Gets better. This is his second year. He's doing awesome. And Derek Barnes was great on Sunday and his first pick ever in the league. And what a great time to do it. Yeah, it's good time. No, it's amazing that Purdue's got got uh, NFL football players they're, in the league, man. They're they're putting they put players Stop out it. there. Stop, Stop it. <laughs> I love that. Oh, hey, listen, uh, Scott. Uh, why don't you take us to a commercial break here? And when we come back, then we will get on hoops and talk about Indiana high school hoops, talk about uh, some college hoops in the state of Indiana. Uh, make sure you hang with us, Pete. All right, well, I'm going nowhere. Okay. Uh, Becky Kern is a real estate broker with Weikert Realtors, Jim Dumphy & Associates. The office is locally owned but has big company resources behind it that many smaller real estate offices just don't have. Whether you're selling your fifth house or buying your starter home, Andy can help. He has six years of real estate experience and is a lifelong St. Joe County resident. Jim Dunphy & Associates has decades of local experience. Call or text broker Andy Kern at 574-386-4479 for great local service. He is the Colonel. James Carpenter is a real estate broker with Weikert Realtors, Jim Dunphy & Associates. The office is locally owned, but it has big company resources behind it that many smaller real estate offices just don't have. Whether you're selling your fifth house or buying your starter home, James can help. James is a South Bend lifer and has six years of real estate experience. Jim Dunphy & Associates has decades of local experience. Call or text broker Jim Carpenter at 574-292-CARP. That's 292-2277 for great local service. Fricks Driving School has been named the best driving school in Michiana. Fricks was started in 1960 and is located on Edison Road in Mishawaka. If your child is 15, you can get them started at Fricks. There are multiple instructors available for your driving lessons. Check out the broadcastsport.net main page and click on the Fricks icon to get more information. There you can find out more information and instructions to enroll your new driver. Fricks Driving School, a proud sponsor of Coach's Corner on broadcastsport.net. Somebody to help 
Hello, I'm Dr. Karch, and I want to invite you to stop by my office on Cleveland Road in South Bend, just east of Portage Avenue. I've been serving Michiana for over 20 years, specializing in back pain, neck pain, headaches, naturally with gentle chiropractic care. Come see me for a free consultation. Oh, man. Are you kidding me? No, I am not kidding you, man. We are back for, I don't know, the next 40 minutes uh, talking hoops. But uh, before we get into that, let me mention a couple of our big-time sponsors. Uh, Tony Letcher over at Health Markets Insurance. Whether you need help with your health insurance or Medicare, it's time you get the right coverage for the right price. Call Tony today at 574-307-8882 or visit his website at tletcher.com. And here's what I've been thinking about, man. You know, I'm still teaching, so I don't need uh, Medicare or anything like that. But I'm thinking thinking to stop teaching and and, and maybe do what you do. You know, go over to Elkhart, do some sub and get paid, you know, a million bucks a day to go to Elkhart and sub and – so, so the first place I'm heading is to see Tony Letcher and get this Medicare thing rolling. Han Funeral Home, uh, and obviously, man, it's just a, it is a hard thing, man. The loss of a loved one can leave you with a lots of unanswered questions and stress. At Han Funeral Home Homes of Mishawaka, we're here to help. Our focus has always been on the families that we serve. Get a hold of Pat Han and all of his great people at Han Funeral Home at 505 West A Street in downtown Mish. You can call them anytime at 574-255-1474. And we'll see if, if Pete can get this. So, oh, so no. we'll see if Pete can get this. What did one casket say to the other casket, Pete? Oh, I don't want to kill so much time. I don't know. <laughs> Is that you, Coffin? Is that you, Coffin? Got it. Pete. Sorry, oh, sorry, Pete. No, I got to do it, man. Sorry, I got to do it. Scott, I'm going to finish up with Frick's, Frick's Driving School. I'm get, matter of fact, I'm supposed to drive this week. They're looking for more drivers. They've got so much business, so you can get hold of them. You can see the number here at the bottom of the screen, 574-256-0650. And to go to that, Scott, I need my little car because we're going to do the Frick's Road Team of the Week before we go on to... I love that. There's my, what do you think of that, Pete? Only the best, huh? Boy, I love it. I love Road it. Game of the week. All right, Coach my King, frick, what you got, frick, man? Well, we've got to go with last night's football game, and you've got it. You know, Kansas City goes into Buffalo and wins, which a lot of people didn't think that could happen. You had people throwing snowballs at each other. You had three feet more feet of snow. And uh, but Kansas City did it. So Kansas City's my road team of the week. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great choice. I think um, I th- is the great Jimmy Shannon on yet? We'd see his picture down there I, in a minute. The great Jimmy will be on in a minute. Hey Pete, uh, IU man, uh, at twelve and seven, uh, two and five in the in the Big Ten. But I think the thing that um, is most disturbing to people is maybe how how some of the players are getting jammed up a little bit. Xavier Johnson gets in a little bit of a scuffle, gets ejected at Rutgers um, against Wisconsin. C.J. Uh, Gunn gets in the same kind of a deal and gets ejected. 
And um, a lot of the talking heads have, have mentioned how when these players are getting escorted out of the game, they're laughing, how uh, Woody's kind of not in control maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think it's a good look for IU. And when, when they let go of Tom Crean, I mean, I know Tom, I mean, Tom Crean had, had his pulse on the program. I don't think he ever saw that. And you never really saw that when, when Coach Knight was there. I mean, I don't know if it's just when things ain't going good, it gets magnified or whatever. But I don't think that's a great look for the Hoosiers. Do you? No. They're not two and five in the Big Ten, though. They've got at least three wins or four wins. No, no, no. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, they're four and four in the Big Ten. Yeah, I thought they had four. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's – it's just, it's puzzling. I, I have a small piece of it, obviously, because, you know, Mark Galloway was my assistant coach at Penn and then at Carmel. So I can remember when Trey was growing up. Um, so I'm, I'm really pulling for IU from that standpoint. Um, you remember, I, I grew up on the other side since you, since I brought up, you know, Derek Barnes and Purdue. But from, you know, from that standpoint, I'm a little shocked as what's been happening. Um, as you kind of referred to, Brian Evans went on a talk show last week and just really um, had a lot of blunt things to say about being a former IU player and seeing what's happening. And then CJ gets, gets the foul, which I, I'm not sure it should have been as bad as it was, but there didn't seem to be any remorse. And, and CJ's kind of always had that when he played at Lawrence North for coach Kiefer um, his senior year. I don't know if you remember, he got two T's in the last regular season game and missed the first sectional game. Thank goodness. I remember that, yeah. He played Tech, so they had an easier game. And then he had 39 in the sectional semi. I mean, that's he, he's a tremendously talented player, and I just wish he would have shown a little bit more remorse than, than the way he exited the floor the other night. But, um, you know, he is, he's not hit his stride there in the year and a half he's been there. He, he looked like he was a better high school player. I got to do a lot of games – you know, on TV when he played with Greg Rakestraw on the ISC Sports Network, and and he just hasn't seemed to really click in that system. But I, you know, they're they're just there's no there's no chemistry with that team, sadly. And um, they've got talent now. You know, talent usually gets you fired if they don't play well. So that's what I think some people IU fans are thinking. But Mike Woodson is part of that IU legacy and that Coach Knight family. And even though you've got someone, Brian Evans, who is extremely tight to the program, there's some grumblings in the background with, with some of the alumni. Yeah, Don Fisher made uh, some comments on the air, you know, uh, when that happened. Now, now he retracted some of those comments today, I see, but his first initial reaction was to make that comment. And usually your first initial reaction is what you really feel. Oh, right? sure. Yeah. And then you say, oops, I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, they they've got issues in it, and the the one thing I've noticed about Purdue, I was it was really impressed that Purdue did what they did to go into Assembly Hall, and um, I mean they put a whooping on them, plain and simple. Coach, yeah, King, was, I thought that's what you were going to say was the road team of the week. I think has been Purdue last week. Well, and They're you're right. How convincingly they won, they won two, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they they won two on the road, which were huge, and and Iowa was really playing well coming into that game, and. Um, and the IU game, gosh, that game was over before half. I know they cut it to nine, but overall, it was it was over by half. Yeah, yeah. You're looking at Purdue, seventeen and two, six and two in the league. They uh, 
They uh, Michigan plays, I, I think, maybe tonight over at Purdue, right? Tomorrow that, night. I'll, I'll be there. It's a 9 o'clock game tomorrow night. That's tomorrow okay. night. And, and Michigan has lost six out of their last seven. What, what, what's your what, I mean, what's your take on Michigan here in the Big Ten? Well, and, you know, I, I watched the uh, last Monday. Jimmy was supposed to be on the show, and that was the day. That was Martin Luther King Day, and they had that day game and won there at Chrysler Arena. And, uh, and then, you know, they had the Fab Five there for the first time s- since the 90s. And I get a text message that says, Coach, probably not going to make it tonight. And then Jalen gets on her neck right next to him and goes, Coach, he ain't making it tonight. <laughs> like that. So, so he was supposed to be on here talking with us about, you know, some Michigan basketball and, and some of the things that went on down at Plano East. So we've got to put that one on, had to put that one on hold because I got, I got out fabbed, I guess. Now I know, so, so I know you're a great, a great fan of basketball, Pete, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you will remember this. The, the South Bend Riley team, of 1973. Kirk Shamblis, uh, D.D. Shelton, what a great team. Ricky King. Wow. That's where I'm going, Ricky He's King. He's throwing names. Because Jimmy King is a South Bend guy. I mean, Jimmy King is from South Bend, and Ricky King is some kin to Jimmy yeah, King. That's stepbrother. And, and I said back in the day, Pete, I said Ricky King was the smoothest high school player I ever saw. Now, my junior year, now my junior year because – T.D. Shelton had a thigh bruise and, and, and could only go about half speed. We beat them in the sectional semifinals. And then Jimmy Webb and Steve Austin beat us in, in the sectional uh, championship game, and they go downstate that year. But Ricky King was as good as they had, man. Well, you know, it's ironic. We were just – I just had lunch last week with David Magley. Magley lives right down the road from me here in, in Westfield, the Carmel, Westfield area. And Mags, we were talking about all the great players of the 70s. Oh, and, boy. Well, I, I'm lucky enough being inducted in the Hall of Fame with Jimmy Webb this year, who should have been in way earlier before me. That's for Garner, way earlier before a lot of players. Um, but the 70s in South Bend, I mean, no one th- that those players were so darn good. Except what year did you graduate, Heck? 74. Yeah, Rochester beat you seventy-two to forty-seven that year. But well, it's because uh, you had Neil Beamendorfer. Stop, Neil. Beamendorfer. Oh, Neil was seven foot six. I guarded him and was was biting his kneecaps. <laughs> by the way, I know. I remember you had Shebish and you. I remember those guys. Yeah. 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 No, we 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 had and we ended up to be about a five hundred team. But that's the year Bob Donawald left. Bob Donawald left at the end of my junior year, and coach and coach D went to. Uh, IU with Aber and Laz, and then uh, and then a guy named Sam Scarich came in, and it was it was I mean it was different, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, Donald was the best, right? He no, no, and, and I remember, and I remember for warmups at Rochester, they brought like a zebra in a case in a case or something, would set them on the floor, right? Stuffed That's animal, a stuffed zebra. Zebra. There you go. <laughs> you betcha. No. We were twenty zero that year. Got beat in the sectional final by Akron, ninety one to eighty nine. Oh man! Hey, now where where Scotty Newcomb fit in those stories? I know I know Newcomb and his wife. Scott was two years behind me. He was a sophomore reserve guard my senior year. He's now the athletic director down at Pekin, Eastern Pekin, Pekin. But he yep. retired as a coach. He's just the uh, he's just the athletic director now. But yep, because I know him from the Bill Titus. Titus and I are pretty good friends. So. 
I keep yeah. he married his sister Laura. So hey, I'm just gonna go down some some Indiana college legend and yes. give their and give their records and, and and maybe we can make some comments relative from the Mac Ball State one and five in league play nine and nine overall. Last year, Michael Lewis, and, and he had and he had Peyton Sparks last year too, and and obviously Peyton Sparks leaves to go to IU, plays three or four minutes a game when Ware is healthy. But obviously, there's a lot more money involved. But I, I thought I thought I thought Michael would have them rolling a little bit better in the league. Well, you know, uh, I've seen them play a couple of times. The team I was going to jump to is Indiana State. They were on TV yesterday. Watched them a little bit, and they've been. I think the saw something in the Indianapolis paper. They had Indiana State as like the second best team in the state. Well, yeah, no, they're 16 and three. They're seven and one in, in the Missouri Valley and 16 and three. You got any thoughts on either Ball State or Indiana State, Pete? Yeah, I thought Ball State would be a little better this year despite Sparks uh, Sparks leaving, you know, Muncie. Um, my, Michael does a great job. Michael works him to death. I've seen him play a couple of times this year. Um, you know, it's, it's still – you know the MAC. Only one team is going to make it. So the bottom line is you're you're probably going to get a low C going to the MAC tournament, and you got to win that MAC tournament because they'll only get one team. Well, and the and- I I went to the Michigan State game. I was up up there, and uh, they got off, they got in terrible foul trouble against Michigan State. They were playing with them the whole game though. And I Pat, I watched some of that game yesterday. That second half, Indiana State looked really good. I thought so too. Yeah. And when you talk about teams out of the MAC now, those those are the teams that are getting hurt by the most in in, in the transfer portal, the NIL. Because if 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 you're a big time player in the MAC, other schools are going to come poach you, and you're going to and you're going to make more money, a la Carson Steele, who who was the run, I mean, the great running back at Ball State, uh, UCLA comes calling. He's got long blonde hair. He's a surfer boy. He goes out to the West Coast, makes a lot more money. He's Christian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, that's exact. That's exactly what he is. But I so, don't know if you saw that. He's going pro. He's yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. My nephew. So yeah. my nephew Joey Hecklinski was the uh, the running backs coach at Ball State. He just took the head coaching job at Goshen High School. So, I saw that. Congratulations! I yeah, saw that. so no, we got we we have a, we have another heck roaming the sidelines in the <laughs> ACC. Notre Dame two and five in league play, seven and eleven. Um, you know, I mean, it's going to take Micah some time just to get his players. No, I mean, to get his no players. Yeah, no, no front court. Trying really hard to get some bigs. He actually was at the uh, Iowa City West game Friday night, where my godson Jack McCaffrey was playing. They played Linmar. Which is where the Bohannons are from, and and Mike is looking at Jack McCaffrey, who's a junior this year, Fran's son, the youngest son. He's six eight, um, but he needs help in the front court. His guards are set with his son and and with Marcus, and you know I don't know if Eins will stay from Zionsville, but he's getting to play a little bit this year. But man, this is the Big East. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know. The ACC. Wow. Yeah, the ACC. And speaking of the Big East, Pat, you'll want to comment on this. Butler, three and five in league play, 12 and seven. They got off and played well early, but they're taking their lumps now with they that, are, right? You know, reality is set in. I was down at Hinkle uh, uh, this weekend and saw the DePaul game, and uh, they just took care of business. And uh, I, th- I thought they were doing real good. Uh, the, the kid from St. John's, the transfer from St. John's, really has been a, a difference maker for them. Yeah and, yeah, and and they take care of DePaul, and, and poor Tony Stubblefield gets fired today, man. What's this? Come on, come on, 
that. Yeah. But, but Thad's got them playing big time defense. They defend like Big Ten schools do, which you know, you have to do that to play in the Big East because th- those referees yet Saturday they swallow their whistle. That's for sure. Yeah, they've been very inconsistent. You know, being down here, I, I see Butler a lot, and they, you know, they're they're playing a lot better than they were last year. Don't get me wrong, but you know, they brought in like ten new players. Yes, they have a and, lot of new that's, people. That's a challenge to try to get 10 new players together in one season. I, I hope they peak in the, in the tournament, you know, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're hoping they had one quality win. They, better. They got Marquette, yeah. which was a big win. That's that was a, a big win two win. weeks ago. Sure was. Yeah. They won at Marquette. Now they yeah. play Villanova at home Saturday. So go. that one, let's keep an eye on, see how that one goes. And, and, and back in the Missouri Valley, uh, Evansville two and six in league play. And, and 11 and 8, but it seems like when Marty Simmons, when they let Marty Simmons go and uh, McCarty didn't uh, get the job done, I mean, it seems like like the relevance in Evansville basketball is, is kind of gone out a little bit. Right. It has, and now you've got two Division One schools in the same city. Yes. You've got Southern Indiana's in there, and they're, this is their first year Division One basketball. And it's a bigger school enrollment-wise than Evansville is. Yeah, it's not it's a state school. Yeah. yeah, it's a state school. Yeah. Uh, Valpo, Valpo, two and six, six and 13. Roger's what first is? year. Roger Powell Jr.'s first year. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and give him a chance, right? Where, where's Homer? I mean, where's Homer when you need him, right? Where's Where's Homer and the boys? Scottsdale. Just, They're out in Scottsdale. They're out in Scottsdale. Yeah. Grand Canyon, right? Enjoying yeah, life. Great year, by the way. You know, yeah, they're, they're like 17 and two, Grand Canyon. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and of course, you know, those guys. I mean, they're great guys. They know how to coach. I mean, Bryce is, is amazing. I mean, I'm sure Homer could still run his own uh, Division One program now. He could. He's got Eddie Schilling out there to help him too. Oh, he's he's got the chill out there. Oh, he's got the chill, the chill. chill out there with him. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. Did I ever? So I got to tell you this story. I mean, I don't know if Eddie's watching this this show or if he ever. But uh, um, Eddie's at Logan's. I got a couple comments when you when you have a second. Okay, okay. so we'll so, Eddie's, so Eddie's at Logan Sport. And um, the week before we play him, Logan Sport plays Muncie Central. And, um, I mean, just out of the blue, I get a letter in the mail, and Logan Sport beats Muncie Central. Logan Sport shoots 40 free throws. Muncie shoots four. And I get a letter, and, I, and it's, it says, I mean, I don't even know who it's from, but it says, uh, the best man in Eddie's wedding is roughing your game against <laughs> Logan Sport on Friday night. <laughs> So, I, you know, I mean, I get letters like that a lot. You did too, you know, coaching high school basketball. <laughs> so before the game starts, so before the game starts, I'm talking to Eddie. I said, Eddie, here's the deal. I said, is this guy or was this guy the best man in your wedding? Heck, I don't even know the guy. Heck, I no, he was not the best man in my wedding. <laughs> well, sure enough. They shoot 40. We shoot six. It's two, it's two more than Muncie, so I'm not that bad. I said, Eddie, I said, if, I, if, if, there's any, if there's any truth to this, I'm coming looking for you after the game. And I swear to God, you and I will get in a fist fight in the hallway if there's, if, if there's any truth to this. And he goes, heck, come on, heck. So we get beat by one, and we were, and we were good. And I run back to Eddie's office on a dead sprint after the game. I knock on the <laughs> office door and I said, where's Eddie? One of his assistants come to the door. 
And he goes, Coach, you're not going to believe this, but Eddie had a family emergency. He, he had to get out of here real quick, man. I bet he did. <laughs> well, I, I, do, I do know that wasn't his best man. Kenny Bear, KB was his best man. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah, KB, I mean, Kenny Bear is a great guy. Yeah. Great yeah. player, too. Yeah. Great player. But Eddie, Eddie, Eddie just has done everything in basketball, man, from the NBA to the, to the NCAA to high school. Just a great, great – I mean, just a great basketball mind. Sure is. So, so then we go to IUPUI, man. I mean, can, can they is, – is that – I mean, can that ever get squared away, 2-8 and eight in the league, 6-15 and 15 overall? No, they don't I mean, take I don't that know. serious, unfortunately. No. They, you know, they, they don't take that job serious. I think Matt Crenshaw is going to make it through the year. Um, but, um, yeah, I've had several players play there. And uh, Aaron Brennan was the best one of them all. And oh, he, he was, was a great player. player. But I thought when they got Jason Gardner, there was a shot. But unfortunately, Jason didn't last. And and now yeah. they're just they're just kind of holding on till they see till they build an on-campus gym, an arena. Oh, I agree. I mean, yeah, it's I hard agree. to get excited. Going, I love the fairgrounds. They've done a great job with it. But it's not even close to the campus. It's it's no. too far. There's no on-campus facility. And until they do that, I don't think they're going to be very good. I mean, you got a guy yeah. who's an assistant coach, right. right? See, Antoine Banks is one of my guys, and he he's one of the he's the assistant. Sure. Uh, yeah. And he they he and the coach were they were both assistants for Gardner, right? And then and then he left, and they both left. And now they've come back. Right. So, and uh, I just remember he told me some stories about that first year, but now they're into year three, and uh, like you said, they're they're struggling. And then and then Purdue Fort Wayne. I mean, four and five in their league, 13 and seven overall. I mean, they're having a nice year. They're having yeah, a nice year. John Kaufman does a really good job. He was he had one of my players, Matt Holba, that had a really nice career there when he transferred back from Lehigh and was an all-conference player. He he does a really, really nice job there. And, and um, again, though, not an on-campus facility. They do play some games at home, but they play some games at the Coliseum, they too. Play most of them at the Coliseum, yep. Yeah. I'm gonna go so I'm gonna go through the crossroads league here real quickly. And and people that don't understand NAIA basketball, there are they're, great missing, they're missing out on they're missing and great teams. And some of these teams could could play at a lower division one level and be really successful. Scotty Moore at Grace got the number one team in the country, eight and O, 18 and O overall. Got a 6'10 post player at Grace College. Got great, great players. Uh, I mean, I've seen him play. Uh, I mean, it's. It, I mean, the Crossroads League basketball is good freaking basketball. Yeah, big game this Wednesday. Grace and Bethel play at the White Camp Center. Yeah, uh, no, no doubt. No, I mean, a couple, couple days ago or a couple weeks ago, whatever. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, I mean, Steve Draymond at, at, at Bethel. Bethel six and two, fifteen and three overall. I mean, the, Drew Lutz. The Lutz kid came I, I, back from from Austin, Texas. Yeah, and and, and 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 Drew Lutz. I mean, I've seen great players. I've seen guys get into jump shots and use their legs. I don't think I've ever seen anybody better than Drew Lutz explode and get up in the air, whether he's from ten feet or whether he's from twenty eight feet, and just be as good of a shooter as he is. Yeah, he. Yeah, I, I watched the game last week when they got beat at Marion. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm amazed at how well he elevates, but yeah, that league, we're talking about Marion a little down here this year for St. Francis. Um, but Indiana Wesleyan again is just tougher than nails, but that grace team, I've seen them play twice 
And um, you're talking about the Malone kid who Prairie Heights kid. He's a Prairie Heights kid. Yeah, no, I could I couldn't I couldn't believe that when I saw that. Yeah, he's, he's doing great. Yeah. And 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 the more boy, Scotty is the head coach, Matt the head coach of Warsaw, right together there. Well, I mean, it's like a fairy book deal, man. It's a it's it's a, it, it's amazing. Greg Tonigle at Indiana Wesleyan, eight and one, seventeen and two he overall. Just keeps, and he has people that want to go there. You know, he does he oh is recruiting so much. He had McDonald's All American two years ago. Kid transferred six ten kid from Kansas. That yeah, transferred exactly. to Indiana Wesleyan because he liked his style of basketball the faith-based program, which is awesome. And that league is by far the best NAI league in the, in the country. In the country. And, and, and heck you're, you're right. I mean, they, you know, they, I know they all had exhibition games against Purdue, IU, you know, like Marion played Purdue or IU and stuff. And they got beat by 20 some points, but these are, that's the power five in that middle division and lower division. They can play with those teams. They're all, they're all about three inches shorter at yep. every position, but skill-wise, they're better. They're no, I, 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 I couldn't agree with you. Huntington, I mean, Corey Alford at Huntington. You, mm-hmm. you take Steve Alford's kid, kind of like mirrored Steve's deal when, when Steve went to Manchester. Manchester College, hail to the, hail to the black and gold, hail to victory. I know you know, Pete. I know you know. <laughs> but Corey Alford. job offered to me first, Heck. I, and, I was the high school coach. Yeah. No, no, Manchester High School. I knew that. Yeah, yeah and they, they that. said, "Do you have any interest in this?" I said, "No, I, I really like coaching high school." And then, luckily, Steve had got cut by the Mavericks and took over for Pat Cunningham. Yeah, yeah, no, no. At, at, at that time, well, no, at that time, it was it was Ron DeCarlis who was the head coach oh, in right. St. Bonaventure, and got sick, got sick at the beginning of the year. That's and right. Bill, and Bill Robinson was the president of Manchester. Just Great a guy. wonderful, wonderful guy. Great but Corey Alford, Corey Alford coaching at Huntington. Huntington's got two guards that I think are phenomenal guards. And they're both, I mean, one's maybe 6'1", the other one's maybe 5'11". And they're phenomenal guards. And to me, when, when Bethel plays and their place isn't sold out or packed because people have no idea – the, the, uh, uh, the quality they, of basketball. They don't know any better. I mean, those places should be packed if you want to watch basketball. Yeah. It's and, amazing. And, you know, and in town, you know, we've got IUSB. We've got Holy Cross that are playing in the Cro- in the Chicago Land League. And, uh, you know, they've been, in the, they've been in the tournament as well. They've been putting yeah. three and four teams yeah. in the, in the, in the big tournament. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Corey Alford lost the 6'8 kid to Evansville this year. He transferred up the Ben Hummer kid. Yes. Cliff over at Tipton. Yes, ex- ex- exactly. Yeah, Hunter exactly. goes up and played Division One. He's he's their leading scorer. He's Evansville's leading scorer in Division oh, One. Wow. So so then you go D three Anderson eight and two leading that league. The uh, the, the Heartland Collegiate Athletic Conference Hanover in third place. I mean Hanover's always been a great basketball right. school. Great basketball players. Uh, Manchester's is is back playing better. Ten and seven. Yeah. Uh, Franklin nine and eight, seven and three in the league. Rose Holman, six and four. I mean, Earlham has not got it figured out, but they haven't got it figured out for a long time. But that's great basketball in that D3 league. It, right? it is. It, yeah. it is. It's, it's a great league, but notice they don't play NAIs because they can't beat them. No, they no, no. No, they can't. They don't, I mean, I, they don't have the athleticism uh, to compete with those NAIA guys. And, and those, those, 
<laughs> it's the financial aid part. Yeah, of no, it. exactly, exactly. Yep. They're, I mean, uh, I mean, they're on scholarship. The last one I want to talk about, and you know why I'm going to talk about this. You, you, you should know why I'm going to talk about this. The American Conference, man, Florida Atlantic. I gotta go. I gotta go by my guy, Dusty May, man. Five and one in the league, fifteen and four overall. Now I say Dusty May because at some point in time it may swing back to that to Hoosier land to Dusty May, right? Um, you know, there's some speculation um, that this I use an awful big job for a, a first-time head coach who's had a great run, but Dusty's done a great job there, and he's an IU protege. He's from what Eastern? No, he's an Eastern Comet. Come on, man. He's an Eastern Comet. <laughs> oh, no. He's a Thunderbird. Eastern Green. Eastern, Eastern Green. Green. Cause, yeah. Because remember, we talked to Jamie Jamie last year. Yeah, Jamie Hudson. Yeah, Jamie yeah, Hudson. That's Eastern or Green County by Bloomfield. Yeah, it's down Bloomfield. Sure is. Yeah. So, no. So, I always. I, I, I've been there before. I have <laughs> too. In my Madison days. Uh, so I'm always watching Dusty's team because oh there's always a lot of talk. <laughs> hey, so so let's jump into some high school hoops here. Yeah, we need, to, we need to shift gears and do some high school. One of the things I was wanting to do, Pete, is get you and get some of your uh, Indianapolis perspective because you've been doing games down there. But, uh, you know, the one thing that we've looked at so much, you know, we, we, talk, we look at 4A, and 4A is just dominated by, the, you know, the Metro teams in that area. I'm, you know, I'm looking here, and you've got to go. You know, you could still even say Greenfield you know, is ranked seventh, but you've got to go to number well, Lake Central. They've got them at five; they're undefeated. But Richmond's number nine. I was surprised you got Richmond, who has been awful for what? How long? Ten years? Yeah, yeah but Billy, Billy Wright's there now, right? Yeah, Billy, Billy Wright's there. Yeah, He's, Billy Wright's there. His brother Curtis is superintendent. Yeah, exactly. So Curtis, exactly. Was the head coach at Ben Davis, now is the superintendent. And Billy's Billy's got he. he they they just don't play very good competition. Billy that, will tell you that. And and um, they lost their first game. They were sixteen and zero. Lost their first game. But those two top teams up there, they they are both really strong in this area. Garrett Weiniger coaches the Fisher team. Garrett is a Rochester High School graduate <laughs> um, and on the state runner up team for Rochester. And Lawrence North had a six eight kid move in uh, from out of state. McGrew that. You throw him with Brandon Miller, and then you've got great guards and Kobe Bowles and and uh, Xavier Xavier Robinson, who's a Division One player. He's been offered mid majors already. Um, those are the two best talented teams in the state. Ben Davis isn't too bad this year. It's just they're still learning how to play as a varsity team because they were on the JV last year. Ben Davis yeah, had eight seniors. Eight seniors. Yeah, yeah and they're and they're, and, and they're learning to play for another coach because, as we know, Don. Don uh, uh, Don Carlisle got jammed up a little bit. He's okay to coach next year, but their assistant coach is, is coaching this year. Now, go back to, to, to Lawrence North, Pete. Uh, my guy Jimmy Etherington back on the bench for Lawrence North. That's <laughs> got that's got and, and and if you talk to Jimmy, I mean Jimmy's synonymous with, with winning, man. Come on. And it's yeah. it's really it's really cool to see him back on the bench. Yeah, I, guess I, I, I would see him last year doing some games. Like he'd be sitting up at the top of the gym watching, and you mm -hmm. can just tell he was getting an itch. And they have a really good staff there. Brandon Sorrell was their varsity assistant. Really, I don't remember Brandon, but Brandon was played at Goshen High School and yes, yeah, Mike Sorrell's kid. Mike Sorrell's kid. Yeah, Mike Sorrell's son. He played against me when I was a coach mm -hmm. at Penn, and right. um, yeah, so they, they have a good staff. Uh, Mike is an IU guy, their head coach. 
Um, he was a manager for Coach Knight, and he's got him really buying in. They're playing good defense, and Fisher's is Fisher start. Fisher's has their two best guards are freshmen, Jason Gardner's son and Danny Zachary's son. Heck, yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Yes, I, I I did know that. And if you throw Harrelson back on that team, oh. <laughs> that's a I mean that's a dream team, right? If you throw Harrelson back on there. Yeah, now they had a six six kid move in from Philadelphia or somewhere out of state. I believe it was Pennsylvania, but the Gardner kid, and he's no relation to Jason. Keenan Gardner has really helped that team. He's a stud. He's an all star, most likely. Well, do do Fishers and Lawrence North will they play each other? I know they're in different conferences. Are they on the? I haven't looked to see if they're on schedule. Scott, well, you know Scott's got the schedule up there. Yeah, they I play think. on February thirteenth. There you go. Maybe you'll have that game, huh? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if that's one, something that Ray that Strauss scheduled for us or not. Might be one of your games of the week. Well, Westfield, be, yeah. any good? Westfield any good, Pete? Westfield's very good. Um, they have one of the top point guards in the state. And uh, Trey Buchanan, his dad's the general manager of the Pacers, Chad Buchanan. Um, and they've got another Hafner. He's a sophomore. Um, they're, they're very, very good. They, and I don't know if you heard, they have a 6'8 kid that, came in from Oak Hill Academy, who's a senior. He's from New Zealand, and yes. that's all they needed was a big guy because they have no size after him. Yeah, now, so so Shane Sumter, who is the head coach, was an assistant coach for me at, at Anderson, I don't know, for probably six or seven years. Yeah. Uh, just a great kid, played at Frankton, uh, you know, the Calvin, uh, the Calvin Bailey uh, era and all that kind of stuff. I mean, great young coach. Yeah, he's, he's really got that program going, obviously, coaching Mr. Basketball two years exactly. ago at Braden Smith. And his son, Heck, is a freshman who got in the varsity game the other night um, against Tri-West. So he's got a freshman really? son who's a nice player, yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. I didn't know. Garen Catholic, man, number two in 3A. I mean, your, your, your guy, Bob Allen, I mean, coaching his brains out, huh? Bobby's doing a really good job. Uh, that that's, should be a little asterisk beside them because – excuse me, their point guard broke his leg in in a football wide receiver, Jack Cherry, and he's just coming back, played his third game against Burbuff the other night, and Burbuff had a very good game. They've got Evan Haywood, who's probably an all-star, going to Butler. He's already committed to Butler, and um, they, they, they could make another run. They could. they got to get past Burbuff in the sectional. They just lost to him the other night, um, and it's a very good sectional, but those are the two best teams probably in their sectional. But Bobby's doing a super job. They got Brian Cardinal's son on that on that roster, don't they? Bryson is a six seven junior. Um, he played he, last year. He's better he every year. Cardinals. Bryson does. He's got uh, the Moran's kid, Paul Moran's son, who played for Steve Alford at Southwest Missouri and played at Terre Haute South North, I think, North. But uh, yeah, they've got good size six seven six eight, and um, if their guards can play well, they have a good guard in Robert Sorensen, really good guard. He's going he's going to play somewhere Division three or NAI. So they've got a really nice team, but Burbuff beat them the other night. So right now they've got the bragging rights. And I, I've seen, you know, a lot of good 3A teams. They're, they're probably two of the best right there, Burbuff and, and Garen. Talk about your time at Garen Catholic because uh, I know that, I mean, that was a really special time for you. And, and I mean, you had so many great kids that, that not only were they great basketball players, but they were great young men, and I know you continue to have good relationships with them today. Well, I, I was very lucky. Uh, I was very lucky that Eric Anderson, who was the AD, uh, former IU player, I went down and 
I, I interviewed for a job in your conference and think I was going to get it. And I told my wife and she said, we are not going to move there. If you want to be the coach there, you can drive a hundred miles round trip. Go tell Eric that that will be, you can start the program there at Garen. So it was really cool starting something from scratch with 88 freshmen that first year and adding a JV team the next year. And then with no juniors playing in the state tournament the next year. And it was just, it was really, really cool. And, and you got to set your own culture and, and, you know, everywhere I'd been at heck before I was pretty much taken over for a hall of fame coach or a legend. I mean, from Dave Nicholson to Bob Hetty, both hall of famers. And, you know, when you try to change and put your own style in, it's not the easiest thing to do. And again, it was, is my way, or I'm going to say the highway, but it's my way, or we're not going to, or the highway. I mean, you know, I mean, you, or the you highway. were it. You were starting from scratch, like you said. You got to yeah. start the program from from ground zero and build it up. To, you know, when like you said, you your first years you were one A, then you were two A, and then next thing you know, you're playing with the big boys. Yeah, that that 2012, we moved up to three A. That was the first year, and um, we won the state that year. Um, yeah, I, I remember seeing you. You know, we were down. I was down at Madison and saw you play in the Seymour uh, Semi State. That was fun. Yeah, but, but as you look at that schedule there, that Carmel team was 4-17. and 17. I started Josh McRoberts as a freshman, and I started Benny Myers as a freshman. And that group was really going to be good, but that year we still were undermanned. I, I want to thank Coach Eklinski. One year I think he threw a game uh, at Carmel one year because he got a technical in the last minute of the game, I think, and we were able to pull one out against Anderson. But I didn't. I didn't do that, did I? Who were the referees? Yeah, were they? No. Were they? Were they? No, were they? Were I, they, I, were they, they were probably some Rochester guys, weren't they? No, they were. They were the best man in your wedding, right? <laughs> Come on, Pete. No, neither one of us are very happy. But you kind of winked at me when you got that yeah. technical, like, "Hey, you guys deserve to win this one." And and, and I know, no, and I knew that. And I think, I think coaching back then, and I don't know how it is today. I mean, I've been out of it only for a couple of years, but. But my time at Mishawaka certainly wasn't the good old days that we had at Anderson or at, at Edgewood or at Wapahani. But we, we had a lot of respect for coaches back then. And mm-hmm. we knew we knew when a coach was was doing a great job, was coaching his brains out, or we knew when a coach was just a buster and he shouldn't and he shouldn't have that job. <laughs> and and guys and guys that we respected, it was it was a lot of fun between us, man. Yeah, I always enjoyed that. I always remember our five-star days. Oh, are you kidding me? Because King and I had a few games, too. That's right. You know what? You were very helpful my first year up here at Adams because you had you had a very good team. You had, what, the Killer Bees or something the year before, and then you came over, and and Pete, I I can't remember what he did. He put, he put some subs in, and next thing you know, we caught up, and I think we won the game, and our kids were just ecstatic. Because they, you know, they, it had been years since they had beaten Penn. But you got to remember that when at that time period when I came up here, there were a lot of Penn ball players that used to go to Adams because you know they were getting ready to close Adams, and we yeah. lost a lot of we lost a lot of players. And if it wasn't the players, the parents were Adams alum, and they were the ones that moved to Penn like in the early early middle '80s to get out of South Bend. And now they had kids, and the kids were you know Penn players, but mom and dad were Adams people. So you had parents that were grew up together that were sitting on opposite sides of the gym on Friday night. Well, and I, I've said this publicly, Penn was the best job I believe I ever had. I mean, those four years there, they gave you everything to be successful. 
And, you know, one of my tough, there's two losses that I don't sleep at still. I mean, I still lose sleep over. And, and that second year at Penn when we were in the regionals playing uh, East Noble and Marty held the ball. Oh, and we got boy. up 35 to 21 with two minutes to go in the third quarter and scored two points the rest of the game. And Nick David, they had two Indiana All-Stars. Nick David got fouled mysteriously by Brad Beckman with four seconds to go, makes both free throws. We lose by one. Um, that We had some things going at Penn. That last year I was there, we started two freshmen that year, Zach uh-huh. Hill and Andrew White, and then my first guys off the bench were freshmen. And and Dean did a good job with them and took them to the state finals. I say that was the team that Dean took, yep, Dean took yeah. them to the state finals three years later. We had things really building there. I liked Penn. I got to teach accounting, and and it was it was a great place to be. It's just that I got married, and I needed to move back to Carmel, and Carmel wasn't a great job at the time. It was a tough job. So so uh, let me ask you this question. Now. I mean, I've I don't know. I've I've broadcast probably thirty five games uh, so far this year, and uh, my schedule last week, I, I watched Robbie Berger's team score thirty one points and hold Penn to twenty eight. I saw that score. Game. And then I see Mishawaka go over to Northridge and get and get and get beat forty to thirty-one. I'm seeing a lot of teams that either can't score or they need the shot clock. What's your? I mean, I, I mean, what's your thought on that? Well, I, I talked to Coach Radiker. Scott Radiker was my assistant when he, you know, when he got to Indiana before he started McCullough, and I knew it was going to be a slowdown game. I was a little surprised with the Marion Penn score, but Barrick Barrick has been able to. He, he knows how to do that a little bit too. Um, to your question, I, you know, people want to be entertained now. I think we have to put the shot clock in. I, I agree. 100%. I mean, it's, it's just kids want to be interested. They want to be, you know, given the opportunity to score. And, you know, I, quite frankly, the, the Carmel years, we should have slowed it down. But I just don't play that way. I just – I want it to be fun. And, yeah, we took our lumpings. We played great teams like the Anderson Indians and stuff. But – I'm just not someone that would have fit that mold. Um, I learned from Coach Rhodes and Coach Hathaway. Those are the two only varsity coaches I worked for. And it was just not the way I was brought up. Even Coach Drew at Bethel. We didn't – we were patient, but we were, certainly didn't want to hold it ten times. And and um, I think a shot clock would – everybody would benefit. You know, the, the flip-flop of that is gives more opportunity for human error. Did the clock start on time? Did the clock not start on time? A lot of smaller schools, their scores bench doesn't have another spot for someone to sit there and run a shot clock. And so it's a big – it is a big cost thing for smaller schools. When we went to the three-point line in 1987, I was sitting in New Orleans at the National Federation of High Schools meeting talking about rules, and they said in 10 years the shot clock will come. We'll get the schools prepared. And Indiana is one of the few states that hasn't adopted the shot clock yet. Well, we, I was looking at that, Pete. I've got, we've got 27 states right now that are using the clock in some capacity, and there are, I think, 17 that use it for every game. Yeah. And I, it didn't say how far down do they go, JV, freshman. But you're, you're right. The most important person at the scores table now becomes the shot clock operator, not the, not the game clock, the shot clock. It, it, it does. So it has more human error element, and and again, it's, it's just another thing, but – the times are pe- people don't enjoy and they're not, you know, you can say class basketball, all this stuff out, ruin the crowds. Our crowds are great down here this year, except at the schools that take a lot of passes before they are 
told they can shoot. I'll leave it at that. No, right. no, 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 no. You're exactly right. And I agree with uh, uh, with you 100%. When I was coaching at Ball State, and Pat and I were talking about this before we came on the air, with Rick Majerus and Dick Hunsaker, when the shot clock got to seven, and of course, and, and Rick Majerus would do this because, I mean, this was what was on his mind. When the shot clock got to seven, everybody on the bench called butter. Butter, butter. So everybody knew that we got to get a shot up now. It's butter time. And, I mean, some of the funnest things that, that I ever watched or some of the best, like, moves I ever saw were Chandler Thompson t- taking a butter shot and, and making and making a creative move and not getting taken out of a game because it was butter. It was butter time. And I, I, think, I think high school basketball would really, really like that. And you would really see some creative offensive plays made because shot clock's going down. You got to get a shot. You take a bad one. You ain't coming out of the game because you had to take a butter shot. So I think I think it would be great for Indiana. Yeah, I, I, I would have scored a thousand points in my career if I didn't have to worry about getting taken out of the game. <laughs> yeah, who was your coach? I can't remember. And that I was your either. And that was your mom's fault. Your mom should have put that on him, big boy. <laughs> Yeah. I oh, hey, I've got yeah. uh I've got uh a couple texts to share. Um Monica in South Bend says uh about that joke that you told earlier. Um she said that joke was going around when the Dead Sea was still sick. When the Dead Sea was <laughs> Monica my sweet Monica <laughs> when the Dead Sea great, was only great comment from Monica in South Love Bend. Monica. Hang up on Monica. Get her off. <laughs> Hang up on her. She just texted me. <laughs> That's great. Hey, um, hey, hey, Pete, we really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule. I, I mean, I know with games, I know your work schedule. I know you're on the road a lot. And when you get a chance to be at home, to hang with your wife. But but, but we really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing about an hour of good stories with us. Um, you're the best man. Uh, I mean, congratulations on your induction into the Hall of Fame. It's it's. Uh, it's an honor that that is that is befitting to you. I mean, it's it's tremendous for you, and and you've been great for the game of basketball, man. So I want to thank you for for spending some time with us, man. Thank you. You're going to tell the story about when my my fiance at the time came out, thought that she was going to meet Ron Hecklinski, a, a male stripper. <laughs> I, that one? I have not. No, I've kept. No, I have not told that one. <laughs> yes, yeah. we should probably not tell. Let, that let's, one. let's wait till we get off the air. Yeah, it was, it was a complete joke, but I said, "Yeah, <laughs> that's a you, good one." Yeah, that was very good. Out in Pittsburgh in the Sewell Center. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, listen, man, you're the best. Tell everybody down south or in central Indiana we said hi. And again, thanks for coming on, Pete. Oh, anytime, guys. Enjoy it. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Uh, I, I, I will probably see, I'll probably see you at the state finals here in a couple of weeks for the girls. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to do the girls. I don't think, um, uh, I, I will be there. Know. I will be there. If somebody from this area is down there, like a Fairfield or yeah. somebody like that, maybe a South Bend, Washington, if they, if they, uh, can figure out how to put everything together, we'll see. Yeah. I usually start doing some college tournaments then that we do on ISC. Okay. So thanks. Okay. So. Yeah. Good to see All you guys. Right, Nice seeing you, Pete. Oh, Jim Shannon, I'm sorry he wasn't on the show with us, dang it. Yeah, who knows? He's probably technology-deprived. He's probably trying to – how do you 
how do you click on this thing? How do you get in here? Yeah, they didn't teach him that at Anderson. I don't know how, but they well, didn't. it's down yeah. New Albany. I don't know what that's all about. You know, he's he's coaching at Charlestown now. He's an assistant at Charlestown for one of his former players, and and they had to play at New Albany a couple weeks ago. So I was going to ask him how that went. Who's the AD at Charlestown? Uh, Chad Gilbert. Chad Gilbert. How about that? Yeah, I, he was at Jeff when I was at Madison, so we had a chance to co coach against each other. He got thrown out against us in the first quarter at the Richmond Holiday Tournament. His wife had to coach. Oh, <laughs> yes. I mean, his wife was varsity assistant. She was a great yeah. player. Yeah. She had to coach That's the rest of the game. Good. He got thrown out in the first quarter, and Chad Chad <laughs> Bolzer had to get the cops to remove him from the gym. Yeah, he's a big, yeah, he's a big dude, too. If oh you didn't want to go, yeah, he's, he's a, huge. He's a really good guy, too. But Oh, yeah. I think Ed Schilling's best man was refereeing the game. <laughs> well, I mean, to hear that the KB was his best man, it just it had to be somebody in the wedding party then at least. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I will not I will not divulge the name on this show, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you who it was some other time and you can tell me if there's a connection. All right, man. Okay, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Thanks, Good talking to you. Thank you. Really See you. Thank you. All See right. you. See it, Pete. So when you talk about Indiana high school basketball or Indiana or just Indiana basketball, Pete Smith has grown up in it. He loves it. Uh, when I first met Pete, um, he said, "Saw you play against uh, Rochester. You were three for seven from the field and yeah. two for two from the free throw line." He, he knows. He knows. And you know, I've got my connection with him originally was the late '80s when when he got that Manchester job. I was still in Texas coaching mm -hmm. and uh the warsaw people flew me up here to interview for the freshman job that he had just left to become the head coach at manchester and uh, something happened like that somebody whoever was supposed to retire didn't retire so yeah. i ended up going back to texas and coaching one more year down there but they did help me get the north miami job so i don't know whether to tell them thank you or exactly or or not Hey, but listen! It did get me back in the state back in the '80s. I appreciate that. We've had a great show. No, this, this is a great show tonight. I want to thank, uh, and we need to do a couple more sponsors. Uh, Tony Letcher again with Health Markets Insurance. Uh, your health insurance or Medicare. Get a hold of Tony at five seven four three zero seven eight 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 two. Han Funeral Home. They're they're the best. If those services are what you need, and you and you have a loss, please uh, get a hold of the great people at Han Funeral Home, uh, owned by Pat Han and his family at 574-255-1474, located at West A Street, uh, Frick's Driving. Uh, just, a, I mean, a great place, right? Yep, and they, they, they're good people, and they're, they're, the, they're the main driving school here in town. So if you, want to, if you want to get your kid to learn how to drive, that's where you go. Black Sedan Band. So, so we will tell you, next week's show will be at 630 um, from the Crow's Nest at Mishawaka High Mishawaka. School because I'm doing a game uh, at about 745 at Mishawaka. So we're just going to do our show. Where are you going to be this Crow's week? Nest. Where, are you, where are you going? To, you got a game tomorrow? I got a game tomorrow. I'm going to go to Fairfield to watch Mishawaka play at Fairfield. Now, Fairfield's won they're, nine in a row. They're pretty good. They, they've won nine in a row, so, so they're a good team. Wednesday, I have a doubleheader at IUSB with both the women's game and the men's game playing against Holy Cross. Thursday, I have a night off. 
Friday, I'm going to be at Penn, Riley at Penn. I will be too. And then Saturday, I'll be doing a doubleheader at Holy Cross. So my schedule is rolling. Busy man. I'm sure, I'm sure yours is too, right? Yeah, it is. I tomorrow night I'll be at Adams. I've got I'm going to I've got a double girl boy doubleheader Goshen at Adams. I get to go back to the Hathaway Shack, and then Friday I will also be over at Penn with uh, with our video gr- crew for the. And that game be for first place. Yeah, no, I know. Riley, Riley at Penn Friday night. Well, it, it'll be it'll be a tie because Marion beat Penn. Penn, yeah. So so Penn does R- have a loss. Riley has zero losses. So yep. yep. Alex Daniel. People are chasing them right against, now against Barrett Kuhlman. Uh, it'll be it should be a great game. Hey, listen, a great show tonight. Thanks to Pete Smith for, for coming on and spending an hour with us talking about hoops. Thanks for spinning the dials back home, uh, Scott, in Texas, and uh, making our show uh, as good as you always make it. Um, Anything else? We got any more? We got any more calls, questions? We good? Couple, a couple YouTube comments. Uh, Oh, here I wanted to get touch two more things uh, before I let you guys go. Uh, The one sponsor, Malreg, uh, M A E L R E G dot com. Yeah. Backslash IND Coaches Corner gets you uh, 10% off uh, hoodies, quarter zips, uh, polos. It's good stuff. And it's not very expensive. It's good quality. Good stuff. Go check that out. And then we got magicmind.com. Magic, are you kidding me? Magic. You forgot. No. Yeah. I forgot. And that's why I need <laughs> Magic. I forgot. forgot. Magic Mind is the best, man. It comes in little shots. Take it. Uh, it helps your memory. It, it just helps a lot of areas of your body as you get a little bit older. It chills you out a little bit, and it's good for you. My, my liver doctor told me, he said, hey, man, where can I get this? This, this looks like good stuff. So uh, magicmind.com forward slash Ron, 20% off. That's right. Scott, lead us with a song on the way out of here. Well, here, hang on. We still got one more uh, one more oh, topic to I cover. I'm sorry. Um, the uh, – so it's been a big thing in college basketball lately that there have been coaches okay. that seem to find their way onto the floor a little bit too far. Um, there's a couple video clips that I'm going to show on the uh, on the stream, which is why you should be watching us live. Um, if you're not, if you're just listening to the audio podcast, go to our YouTube channel. Uh, just go to YouTube, type in Coaches Corner with Heck and Gang. It's the only result that pops up. It's great to be uh, great to be the one and only. Um, so here's one of Travis Ford, who I forget who he coaches, but um, a ball gets passed into the corner and he basically swipes at it, trying to play defense. So there's one. Here's Chris Collins last year uh, grabbing Fletcher Lawyer from Purdue uh, before a press break play. <laughs> the The video looks like crap in that one, but... Uh, you, get, you get the point. Uh, here's Shaka Smart not too long ago, straight up playing defense uh, in the corner. A 9-0 run. <laughs> and then here's uh, here's Bruce Pearl, who will be at the uh, the bottom left of the, of the screen. Bruce can't like that. He'd hurt himself. Yeah, Bruce is a little too old and overweight i think but here's here's bruce pearl uh again uh he the uh, opposing player actually runs into him on this one so this is a good one you 
And then finally, we have a, a shot of Archie Miller getting way too uh, up in the in the grill of an opponent uh, trying to shoot a three. Uh, no video, but as you can see, he's uh, he's very much playing defense. It's uh, toes, toes are behind the line. If he had the yeah. ball, yeah, if he had the ball, yeah, he'd be so. good. So as uh, as two former coaches, uh, are these players in their rights to run over the coaches? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question that the the the, uh, uh, the players could do it, the officials could do it, but to me, to me, and I was always a very demonstrative coach and a guy who was always into it and running up and down the sidelines. But to me, that stuff gets settled by the officials, and and if an official sees it, um, it's an automatic warning. If the, if it doesn't stop, then it's a technical. But to me, when the ball gets thrown up. And if that's the official's court and that's the official's job to run that game. It is. And, and you're in Scott, you're talking to two guys that were, we were both walkers. We were both that coach's box was, we did, we rubbed the no, lines. What, what coach is purely a suggestion. It was like in baseball, we were the guys that were scrubbing out those chalk lines for the batter's box. Yeah, no, but, but when a ref told me, he said, Hey, heck sit down or I'm going to bang you here with a minute left in the game tie, I'm sitting down. But, um, I mean, so if, uh, a, if a player makes contact with an opposing coach, that should be an immediate T, shouldn't it? No, no warnings, no nothing. Without question, without question. Yeah, and a lot of it has to do with with the play. You know, I was at Hinkle this weekend, and the people were screaming and yelling at the DePaul coach because he was he was two or three steps out on the floor. Well, he got but fired was, today, so yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's, that's what point. happened. But it was normally when the ball Greg was Oden at the other end of town. The floor. Yeah, it was normally when the ball was at the other end of the floor. Now he definitely went baseline to timeline. And there were a couple of times he was on the on the wrong side of the timeline, but but uh, that is too, yeah. you know. But the, is if you're coaching, the referees are, are going to you know kind of ignore you. But if you're if you're chewing on them, you better get back in the coach's well, box. So I don't I don't care if you're coaching or what you're doing. You should never be on the floor. Well, I I agree. You shouldn't you shouldn't be on the floor. You and see I, it that you see it a lot more in football. You know they've got a sideline yeah. running now and everything like that. Yeah, you, you there should be there should be something. That the that the officials and, and they do that. It's in their power to say, "Get off the court," or "I'm gonna." Or this is and, going to happen, and that, that that could be happening. You do, we just that's that stuff. Well, the referees may get in his ear during the. I mean that's throw. I mean that stuff with Archie Miller standing right next to a shooter at three point line. Yeah, that that yeah. should never. The, I mean Archie Miller maybe should have got thrown out of the game. For did that. he? Are did you he? Af- me? Did he affect the play here? Well, it doesn't matter. He absolutely he's did. Yeah, it doesn't matter though if if he doesn't affect the play. He is not allowed or any, and I, I'm so right. I'm a hypocrite. What was the score? I'm a hypocrite. What was the score? If they were if they were down by more than ten, then you're allowed to have a sixth player on the floor. Yeah, I I don't know, man, <laughs> but I'm just saying that's the official's job to, to take care. Maybe of he was behind, and the official felt sorry, and they needed some extra defense. Defense. So. Maybe the official. We got, uh, we got one comment to to throw up here. All right, uh, from from our favorite uh, from our favorite commenter Q. Um. Here, I'll, I'll read it for the people that aren't watching. Out on the floor that far, they're fair game to get ran over or fouled. Had more than a few refs ask me to put a leash on coaches. Not heck when he kept the scoreboard. Yeah, no, <laughs> Q's kind because there was a lot of up on me. And Q, and Q's a big man. I mean, he's a big kid. He'd say, I got, I got assistant coaches there, and, and there's Q sitting in the, in the row behind me. Coach, sit down. Coach, sit down. Coach, sit down. <laughs> and he was, he was exactly right. And 
you know, there were times that I just needed to freaking grow up and understand that I'm a coach and I'm not a freaking lunatic running on the sidelines trying to get a call here and there. But I, I, I agree 100 percent, man, that the, the officials should control that. Hey, listen, man, um, I'm getting great hungry. Show. Yeah. I'm getting hungry. That, that, that burger staring me in the face. <laughs> great show tonight, big boy. We did great. And Appreciate it. We will see you from the cave next Monday at 6.30. Black Sedan Band. Rock it out, boys. See you guys next week. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Out.